0: from lansing with myself here was something to pass the time and lift the mood during these strange times over on lansing with myself we uh, present a podcast about game design particularly for those who are new to it who are learning and especially if they are struggling with the psychological and emotional issues of being an artist and a creative um when it's not your full-time job um and so we're used to precarious times but mostly we're talking to people who have some experience in game design and that of course might not be you but the thing is one thing we really believe over at lansing with myself is that anyone can be a game designer uh, and it's something that we should all try and have a go at and um use it as a way to express ourselves and enjoy the art form and learn more about the games that we like and love uh, as we go. So what I thought I'd talk about today is a way that you can do this um, on your own in your home and particularly if you've got young children. If you've got anyone under the age of, well indeed this will work for high school kids as as well, but mostly this is aimed for kids under 12 to give them a bit of an understanding of the games that they've got in their house and help suggest to them that they go off and make their own games see that's the real key because if you can get your kids to create then they're going to be much more absorbed it's one thing to play a board game for an hour or two but then they're going to get bored but if they get the idea that they can make something on their own that will keep them occupied for a very long time and that's going to help you out if you're stuck at home with them um And it's going to give them a really incredible experience to take their minds off, because they're going to be building something which will be something that they can remember as something great that they've done, and they can come back to it over and over again. That's another great thing about game design, is that it means the game is rarely done. It's never done. You're going to be working on it over and over again, and they're going to be building on it and making it better. and, And once they've done one, they'll be able to do others. So the way to get kids to think about game design and making their own games is to teach them about how to think about games in separate elements. See, the truth about game design is that game design is like cooking, where the design is like a recipe. Very, very rarely when we're cooking do we use ingredients we've never heard of before, we have no experience with. We go to the supermarket and we buy the same sort of things that we actually have a fair bit of knowledge about, but the recipe combines them in a new and interesting way. So all you have to do to be a game designer is get good at recognising what the things are that are in the games that are around us and particularly in the games you love so the best thing to do with this is to start by getting the kids to find the games that they love and to pull them out of the cupboard and to sit around and to think about what are the parts of those games and see if they can break them down and start to think about altering those parts so i'm going to break this down to three sort of elements which is nice and simple and that's really kind of Uh, simplifying game design, but it's a really good way to just start by thinking about the elements of a game. So what you're going to need for this is just some games that you've got in your house, but eventually you're going to need some paper and pens, maybe some scissors to cut things up, um, and maybe some glue or some craft supplies for making more and more stuff. A bit of cardboard is good too if you want to make some boards, but you also need those games because they're also going to give you the pieces that you can pull out to make this new game. Uh, So some games might end up all a bit scattered, but hopefully it'll lead to something new and exciting. So what we're going to do, as I said, is we're going to go through three steps of game design, uh, of game thinking, uh, and the three parts of a game. So first of all, a game has a theme or a setting. Now, in many games, this doesn't really exist. If we look at something like um, uh, Trivial Pursuit or Uno, there's no real theme there. Uh, you're just moving around and doing a mechanic, which is whether it's answering questions or you're playing cards and matching them. Uh, but a game like Monopoly or Cluedo, they have a theme very clearly. So that's something you use to start the conversation. You go, okay, let's look at games that have a theme and, and which ones don't. You might also find that kids have versions of games that have themes. They might have Star Wars um, Trivia Pursuit. They might have Frozen Uno. They might have indeed a game that has two skins like a Star Wars Monopoly and a regular Monopoly. They might have Cluedo with two different sets. And so you can use that to put those up and go what what are these different settings and why have they been chosen and what do they mean? Do we like one more than the other? That sort of thing. And then the next step then is to think about how we might change how we might change that setting apologies for the airplane i do live under a, f- a flight plan unfortunately um how we might change those settings so that we could play in a different setting if you can see that there could be a star wars monopoly then could there be a frozen monopoly what would that look like what if we got a board out and we made a monopoly version but set in the frozen universe what would be the spaces on it what if we took you know and we made it um in, in in the Star Wars universe, what would the four suits be? What would the numbers be? Could they be different things? Could we be? Could reverse be something that represents it in the darks uh, in the in the Star Wars universe, like the dark side reversing its power or something? What would we think of in our universe that we're talking about in that setting that could be turned into those mechanics? And then it's a very simple matter to just take the game that they've got and what we call reskin it into that mode. So you just ask the kids to see how. Star, uh, Monopoly is about money, so we can add things to it. We can even add that to things that are abstract. Like I said, Frozen to you know, we could say that maybe True of a Suit is about actually getting pizza. You know, we are all playing pizza chefs, and we're trying to collect pieces of our pizza pie. And then we might think, well, what would we do then to make the game more about pizza? What if all the mechanics were, what if all the questions were about pizza? So that's coming in through the theme. Now, the next question that kids are obviously going to be able to see is, is what is in the game as, a, as pieces. Games have boards. Games have cards. Games have dice. Sometimes games have a few other things. Sometimes they have money. They have counters. So we look at these things and we can pull them out and we go, well, what, what could we do to add different kinds of pieces to this game? For example, uh, could we... Um, we've got dice in Monopoly... But what if we, instead of dice, had cards that told us where we moved? Um, In Trivial Pursuit, we have a board, but do we need the board? Aren't we just getting random questions? Perhaps we could use a dice to determine what color, what question we're going to ask. We could just put those on a dice, a dice that rolls one of the six colors, and then we'd have an option of getting the colors there. What changes does that make? Could we make... um, You know, Cluedo without using a board. Do we need a board to move around? You might even have some games like this. You might have Cluedo the card game. You might have Monopoly the card game. And again, you can show those to the kids and go, look, they changed, they took some of these elements and moved them to that. Then you go and look at, well, what are our fun favorite games? What games can we change and and, uh, add so that they have different pieces of them? Can we put cards into snakes and ladders? Or is that going to mean we always know which things we're going to land on? That gives us more choice, though. We'd be able to choose when we play cards to try to avoid the snakes uh, and catch the ladders. That could be a really interesting game. And finally, we actually want to try and get kids to think about some of the mechanics that are in the game. Um, So that just is coming from these other two things is looking at what we actually do. So... Um, Snakes and Ladders is about random chance. Do we land on something or do we not? Monopoly, for kids, is very much the same thing. Do we land on something or do we not? But then it's got an extra mechanic of buying things and collecting sets of things. That's an interesting mechanic. Can we add that to another game? Uno is also about matching things, things with the different colours and different numbers. Um, what if there was a way we could add that to Monopoly? So Monopoly is all about matching colours, but what if you could also match... The first position of each um, property, and the second position of each property, and the third position of each property. What would that do to the game? Can we think of other ways that we could change the mechanics of some games? Cluedo has a way of, has a system of rolling a, to move across. Can we bring in a different mechanic there? Cluedo has some hidden information. Could there be some hidden information in other games? Could we, for example, have spaces that are, um, that are out of the game? in Monopoly that need to be found and solved. Um, Could we have some elements of of the unknown added to some games? When you're getting kids to think about mechanics, don't forget to think about other things beyond just the the games in the cupboard as well. Think about things like Hide and Seek, which is about you know trying to find good places and trying to find things. Could there be a game with finding things? Um, Tiggy is a game about being fast. What else is a game about being fast? Snap which is about being the first to snap. Could you add the snap mechanic to something? What kind of theme could you add to snap? Could snap be about being the fastest wizard um, in the frozen universe? Um, could you add um, all sorts of things? You Could you add... Uh, there's, there's other parlor games. Could be Chinese whispers or writing things down. So think about... Um, uh, Parlor games think about games like that involve different activities like pictionary where you're drawing things um, things that involve learning like matching thing um, things from one thing to another a lot of things that kids are doing are a kind of game you know if they're matching um, a picture to a word if they're um, you know learning their times tables all of these things could be incorporated into a game so that they can add more than just one mechanic so now they can take. Now that they've got all these elements and they can think about how to make Monopoly into a dice game or snakes and ladders into a card game or, you know, put them both in the Frozen universe, now they've got the idea of how to change games. Then there's this next simple step is to push them that little bit further and go, well, what if we just picked a few things that we liked and made a whole new game? And once they start saying, again they're still going to be using the same sort of things. They might even use the board from one thing and the cards from another, but they can bring them together in a whole new way. And then they might realize, well, we do need a new board and we do maybe need some new cards and we're going to just change these cards. They're going to be just like the Uno cards, but they'll be a little bit different. And slowly they can begin to develop their own game with it. The theme that they choose and the bits that they choose, boards and cards and dice, and they can get all these things from these games as they've been toking them away. As they've been taking them apart, they can now physically take them apart and bring those into the new game that they're building. And that's when you get out the card, the the scissors, and the paper and the glue, and you actually start making up the cards, drawing a board, putting the pieces down, and playing their new and exciting game. That is a setting that they like using the mechanics are uh, using the pieces of the games that they like and exploring a whole new mechanic of bringing those things together that's basically the art of making a game choosing a theme choosing pieces choosing mechanics and bringing it all together and then playing it once you've got something on the table that you can play you've got a game it's a very simple process as i said you can talk your kids through that it'll take about half an hour to to get them get the idea And then they'll be able to build games for the rest of their lives. And so can you. Get a couple of games off the shelf that you like. See if you can think about how each one has its own setting, its own mechanics, and its own pieces. And think about how you could change so it had a different setting, or different mechanics, or different pieces. As soon as you do that, you've got the basics of all game design. And you too could be making your own first game. And then... You can come and get all the tips you need from Lansing with myself. Thank you for joining us for this special production of from That's Not COVID. We've got one more plane. it's uh it's not really it's not soundproof here that's for sure thank you for joining us again f- um for this special edition uh that we're calling that's not COVID. we're going to keep bringing you our favorite distractions as long as you need them if you have any suggestion for us you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram or on the web at www.thatsnotcanon.com. we'd love to hear from you once again i am steve d from lansing with myself and you can find more from me uh on that podcast itself and of course on my company's page which is www.tinstargames.com all the games i've designed are on there links to all the podcasts and things plus links to my game design masterclass, where you can find out even more about making your own game uh, if you're interested so check it out make games and good luck with your self-isolation and we'll hopefully see you in better times And that was just another That's Not COVID episode. That's Not COVID is a production of the That's Not Canon podcast network. That's Not Canon is a community of podcasters committing to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find many more like it at that's not canon.com. And if you'd like to support us and what we do, you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon. Until next time, stay safe, wash your hands, and look out for each other. That's not Gunner Productions podcast.